and welcome to Game and Watch, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. And hey, how you doing? I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Run, Ronnie, Run, the 2002 comedy directed by Troy Miller. This is our 69th episode. Well, it's actually episode 69. If you've been following, there is a distinction. But this is a monumental day. And to help celebrate it, who do we have? For our 69th episode, uh, this man, let's introduce him. Let's get him ready to go. Um, Let's call him the hot damn gunslinger from Metropolis, the honorable and truth delivering, the one and only man, the undisputed champion of the world, Marcus Ronald. Oh, shoot. Oh, hell yeah, brother. That's one hell of an intro. Very good. That's a good setup. And yeah, it is your 69th episode. And I am unbelievably, undoubtedly, undeniably honored to be here with you. And you could retire after this episode. Two years later, brothers. Two years later. You guys are running. You're streaking. You're almost streaking as long as my Undisputed World Championship. But I digress. Thank (laughs) you so much. Is this a championship of guessing on podcasts? This is the championship of all championships. (laughs) You could could die an honorable death. Like you've done everything in the world, ending at episode 69. I think so. Unless you want to go to episode... 420 obviously but well yeah we'll we'll, we'll see how we'll, we'll, for we'll see how this one goes we are yeah. we uh, one step episode 420 is animorphs but that's true. <laughs> yeah, true we did yeah, right. uh and you are also a uh, fun fact for people who don't know you um you are the only person i know who deliberately gutterballed so you could have a final bowling score of 69 during what i think <laughs> was i think might have been a league game <laughs> it was yeah you're actually right i've totally forgot about that yeah you're yeah there's two i think at least one or two gutters to to end it and you're right that's i think i thought it was more like in my memory it was more like four or five straight frames of gutters that you did you'll give you 69 pretty early just like we talked about yeah i think you're right actually but just like and i don't think we have bold sense so yeah to my point you could retire from anything yeah, you know, 69th, and you ended. I'm done bowling it. I've never I mean, the picked age, up the shoes again. The age 69 is like not bad time to die. You made it pretty far. <laughs> yeah, the 69th day of your 69th years of of age. Yeah, is any of our listeners time over, to go out. Uh, over 70 are going to be really disappointed by what you just said, Aaron. <laughs> just I, know, like, oh, I guess gonna, I'll just I'm go die then. I well, or they'll they know they've done it all. Yeah, you really alienated our over 69 audience. Um, So because of Marcus as the guest, we decided to let Marcus pick the movie. And he he picked one. He did. I can confirm that it is a movie. It's a film. It's a film. And you have a lot of explaining to do. So let's let's get into it. Aaron, I have never seen this movie before. I've never seen this film before. I had never heard of it before. Yeah. Except from Marcus, maybe once years ago. I, I think same. And I, and I'm surprised I didn't know it existed because I'm very familiar with a lot of the people in it. And yeah, Marcus, why did you pick run Ronnie run? So there's actually quite a, quite a few reasons. And I'll start with, um, 
actually so actually my response to you is is, is actually re- is actually pretty good it was uh number one if we do this movie at least six to nine more people will watch or listen to this <laughs> podcast and you know that's yeah. that's number one so you know more, give the people what they want you know and that's a theme in the movie by the way is you just and the theme in life i have something i learned very young on is you 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 got to give the people what they want you know you play your you play your good songs and you go to the and you're a band you know like you, yeah. you do the thing you got to be a man of the people that's what champions do and uh yeah so that was the first one and then you know for the, and also it's it's the only movie i've seen 69 times so <laughs> are, are you and, sure and, about that and I, and I, I, well in my adulthood uh, oh, there's okay. actually two other movies I will all say was there there's a uh, Jurassic Park I saw probably like 169 times when I was younger and Little Mermaid like a bajillion times so but the, you know that doesn't count because you're just a little twit so yeah <laughs> but uh that that so those two things uh, were huge but um yeah it was just one of those uh I, should, should I go into like how I how I even got introduced to the movie yeah. myself please yeah. do okay. yeah Okay, so 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 it all started back in the mountains long, long ago in a town, Crested Butte, uh, four hours west of Denver. I uh, staying at a family's house out there. I had some buddies who went up there, and I happened to live nearby. I made this trek through the through the mountains, across the roads, through grandmother's house. We go staying in Crested Butte, and uh, so my so I got a buddy uh, whose name is Gramps, and he recommended this movie, and of course I'm like. That's dumb. No, <laughs> let's watch something funny. Let's watch something cool. And he's like, "I'm telling you, dude, you're gonna like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, trust me." And so, I think I think I did, and I did, and we we ended up starting it. And I think you know, and it's like within the first couple seconds of the movie, um, I'm basically. I'm like, let's turn it off. Let's put something else on. This is dumb. <laughs> and uh, so, okay, so so we end up watching it. Um, but let me just throw in a little another snippet of this of this trip, uh, the ski boarding trip. And um, it's actually the, the first very interesting fact. Uh, and I didn't realize this till today. I, I, it was the first time I tried Malort, actually, was really? on this trip from the same guy. So uh, big shout out to Gramps. <laughs> my boy. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. You've, you've changed my life history. Butterfly effect. Probably wouldn't be sitting here today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I probably wouldn't have a spouse. I wouldn't have kids. I you would be you. dead right now. If it <laughs> yeah, this like, guy. Right, yeah. yeah, I'd be arrested. Probably making millions of dollars just like Ronnie Dobbs. Uh, but yeah, tried Malort. And this is before Malort was cool. You know, this is like decades ago, <laughs> a decade plus ago. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, try this thing and, you know, and I'm like, ah, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, got, got a couple life-changing moments on this. Um, and it kind of started with, so we put it on and I fell asleep within 15 minutes the first time. And then, and then the next day we watched it a second time and I fell asleep somewhere in the middle. And then the third <laughs> time I, I also fell asleep somewhere around the lines. So like the fourth time though, <laughs> and this is, this isn't because the movie, anything related to the movie, I just, staying up late doing things right so i just a fourth time though finally watched it all the way through and just you know some movies you just get the giggles and like me and my buddy dan fox uh uh watching this movie just couldn't some of them it just starts going on a roll and you just can't stop laughing and then you and then we just and then we watched it like three times in the same day 
And then we watched it again and we watched it at least six or nine times on this trip. So uh, <laughs> I'm serious. So and like and, it's, and then we just kept watching it every time we like we see each other, basically. And, you know, it's just one of those. And then you, you just the, the, the jokes get funnier as they go on because, you know, like the dumb jokes that are so dumb that you're just like, yeah, it's pretty funny. I got, you know, it's funny, funny stuff. So I mean, that's so that's how it all started. Just right then there. So we're going to have to really diagnose this. Like we got to get into the details and we will, but I need to understand more about why you like this movie and why you love sure. this movie. Cause I can tell you love it. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, it's the grown I was for sure. I was trying to think like when I was watching, I was like, is this, is this like an ironic love? Is it one of those, like you've seen, I'm trying to think of like a Aaron, what is What's an equivalent to this? I'm not going to say the room. Cause it's not quite like that, it's but I will quite. ask, I think the operative question is, Marcus, how old were you when you first saw this? Oh, yeah. I'm th- so I'm thinking I had to have been like eight, between like 18 to 22, 18 to 23, just between there. Okay. I, I was going like- to pinpoint it, but I didn't want to take all the time to do the math. And I was even I called call some friends to figure it out, but I could I could figure it out. But it, it's somewhere between there. I think that's like the perfect demographic for it. I think yeah. it is. I agree. Yeah. Because I, I will say, without getting into as many details, is that I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I, I'm not, I wasn't and, very surprised. And, it's be, <laughs> and I think it's because I didn't watch it when I was in high school or like right after high school. I think that it's the kind of movie that I would have. I think I would have felt similar to you. I think. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I was. Fa- but I will say I was fascinated. Like, I was I was very fascinated with it the, the entire way through. So... I don't understand how or why it exists and neither does the internet apparently. Can we also like question why there's like this cavalcade of stars in this film? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know that, that I understand. I mean, should we just, should we just, let's, let's get into it. Well, so, wait, but let me, let me, let me make a little point to it. With what you said, yeah. though. Like, cause you make a really good point. Like if you saw it earlier, maybe you would have liked the more. And I was, and I was actually thinking about this. Well, there's two things. I, I, I didn't, I, this is the first thing when you said, I'm like, this is the movie, but, but then I'm like, I know they're not going to like the movie though. So I'm like, I was, try, I was like, maybe we'll do this movie or that movie. And, you know, I was, I was backpedaling because I knew it wouldn't be like a hit and it wouldn't make oh, a lot of sense. to a We lot don't, of we don't do movies that we all, we, we don't always do movies no. we, we love. Like, no. so, so I'll get, I, 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 so I did do a little bit of research on you guys leading up to this, you know, of course. So well, you did like, a research I, on us. No, I mean like listen to the podcast to get the feel. Oh, okay, I yeah, thought you were like, like you like talk show, to our families. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Personal interviews. I, I guess. Yeah, I got guys for that. Um, but <laughs> basically, uh, I uh, was, was trying to figure out um, what was I trying to say there? Uh, I lost train of thought. It's okay. Rip. Oh, uh, but uh, the point though is, I guess, is that when when if when you see it at a certain age. It all depends on the movies that you see leading up to it. I'll say it as like you think like scary movie. Like I thought that movie was hilarious. Yeah, but if I you did see too. that today, you see right. most of the jokes. And that's so it's a, just not as funny. So that it's the is first time you hear the jokes. It. Yes. And that's that, what this this is what this gave me is they're all original jokes. That is a great analogy, actually. Like, yeah, scary movie, seeing it back then, thought it was hilarious, could watch it now, maybe would still like have a soft spot for it, but would probably be like, eh. It's okay. This is like, this is like, but if I, you're, you're right. If I'd seen scary movie for the first time now, I would be like, what the fuck is going on here? Especially like scary movie too. Yeah. Especially and to add on to that, to, 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 to put a little bit extra to that too, it's, it's about who you see the movie with. 
Yeah. And the timing true. and the, the timing of your, the environment and what's, you know, you know, I was on vacation hanging out with the boys and, you know, right. it's just like, you know, like I said, you get the giggles and like, you just like things that just shouldn't be funny are funny. Right. And they just kind of like snowball on each other over time, basically. So that's, that's, that's the, the buildup of, of the love of the movie, truthfully. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it's like the right people at the right time at the right place. I wouldn't have my kids today. <laughs> Again, butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah man. that's right. So this movie was produced and directed by Troy Miller, who has done a lot of people's stand-ups, directed a lot of people's stand-up routines. He also, I think that one of the only other movies he's directed is the prequel to Dumb and Dumber. And that movie is absolute dog shit. So somehow... That's Dumb and Dumber, right? Somehow that, you know, he, this guy's had an unfortunate movie directing career, I would say. But it this movie exists. This is the brainchild of comedic minds and a show that I very much enjoy, which is Mr. Show, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, Scott Aukerman, BJ Porter, and Brian Pushane all wrote this. And they're all like lead writers on Mr. Show with Bob and David. And I, I, I was actually just rewatching some Mr. Show clips before this. And I still think that show is great. Uh, what I don't understand is why they picked this as their topic. Like they have a lot of like really clever bits. And this seems like a movie of the time, like the early two thousands, but I can't quite put my finger on how does that make sense? Like it, it, it's kind of this, like not screwball comedy. It's it's just like this weird niche comedy. I don't know. It, it's, it's they, 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 they're capable of such like diverse comedic things. I'm just kind of fascinated with how they landed on this as their film plot. Yeah. Like you said, Mr. Show is, is a great show. And yeah. out of all of the funny things in that show, they landed on like, this is the thing that they went with. And I wonder too, you know, I almost wonder there's a scene in here where they like, they make the pitch for the reality show. And I bet you it was really similar. I bet like when yeah. we get to that scene, I want you to remember this moment and be like, I bet you this is, this is how it came about. Funnily enough, it'd be something so silly, and it could be so, like so true. He's yeah. like, "I think it's great." <laughs> like, "All right, right. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it." It's it's just so it's so interesting to me. And yeah, I mean, there are other people from Mr. Show in here, like Tom Kenny and Sarah Silverman. Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, in case anyone was wondering about that. Um, so yeah, the, so the movie premiered to the 2002 Sundance Film Festival, and. I could not find any evidence that it was released in theaters. It went straight to video. And maybe that is a big reason why I never heard of it. Probably. It's gotta be. Yeah. 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 And uh, the only other thing I read, I mean, I I only know what Wikipedia tells me, which was that Odin Kirk and like cross did not seem like super thrilled with the final cut of this movie. Yeah. And I think what I was reading too, is that they, they wanted, they were, were denied the final edit. And yeah. they, this is the sad part about this movie is that they didn't even like it. And I didn't even know this until recently, funnily enough. Like, after we were like, you asked about this, and I kind of was like doing some readings, and I'm like, and I had no idea. And it kind of makes me sad. And I almost want to back out of doing it. I'm like, oh, they like it. Like, wow. Like, no, this is a lot still good. Like it. And yeah. uh, I know, it's like, I'm like, so you, I don't know if I mentioned this. It's your, this is your first, doing all the research. That's what my train of thoughts back is, is this, I think this is the first comedy movie you guys have done. Is it? I, I mean, couldn't find ba- one. Batman Forever. Batman yeah, I mean, Forever. but Batman <laughs> Forever is not technically a comedy. No, it's not. No, yeah. actually, holy shit. It's a dramedy? You, if, if you had, if you this is Lego our movie, first comedy, but... then wow. But hey, guys, really? Is it an action movie? 
No. No. <laughs> not, it's uh, almost it's you, almost arguably not a comedy. Anybody die? Anybody die in the movie? It's an action movie. So, so. <laughs> I, I guess, guess we'll find out what, there, what we do to, to do the plot. Well, there are actions in it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, actions are taken. And because this movie is so like unknown, I, I don't even really have much to say about the reception of it. Like, I don't, I don't think I knew a single critic that reviewed it either. Yeah. And like you said, it went straight. So they hated it. They got denied the final edit. And then, and then the movie producers themselves got blue balled in some way, shape or form and got denied go into the movies and and like we'll get to the intro but they've, i think the very intro is that a play on that where they got they got screwed out of going to the theaters and they're like all right well we'll put on our old popcorn walking in the thingy it's, i like that and I yeah. pee in the urinals like screw you guys they <laughs> this movie is definitely trying to like satire things like reality tv like for for hollywood. sure right hollywood but I, I just I'm so confused as to why they picked that as like their topic was like, am I take me back, actually, like take because I know like this this movie makes fun of Survivor, as we'll talk about. Like Survivor was huge at this time, but was reality TV also like huge? Like well, cops, man, everybody watched cops. Yeah, cops. Which cops was big around guys. this time. I thought I thought that was more like the late nineties. It was. I mean, it was still big. And then okay. what I was thinking with all the like hillbilly centric uh, focus yeah. was remember that stupid show, The Simple Life. With, oh yeah, that was huge with and Zach and right Cody. Around, <laughs> no, not that one. Uh, with Paris Hilton. Yeah, um, and it was right around this time. It was around turn of the century, like two thousand okay. two thousand four or five. Okay. Yeah, that, that that but actually, I mean, I, I guess it. But it's all. I think it all stems from like David Cross created a character, the Ronnie Dobbs, and that was that. There was a Mister Show clip of that, and basically they just like oh. took it. So that oh, was I so didn't that, know that, that is where it's from, and they they just made that into a thing. Oh, I haven't seen all Mister Show. It was like it was like a half. I know I like watched it right before this. It was like okay. a half. It was like a couple minutes of one of the Mister Show shows. Uh, Mister Show okay. shows. So okay, so this does have some origins in actual. So, yeah, like, I mean, it's like sketches. It's like it's Pat the movie, but for Mister Show. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> now that's another great analogy, Aaron. Aaron, yeah. are you a big uh, It's Pat fan? Uh, you know my birthday's <laughs> coming up, and I do want to make a birthday pick. So, oh. ooh, yeah, yeah, we. Oh, that's true. We got to leave some room for for you to have a birthday pick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Run Ronnie Run's uh, taken, so you can't can't take that it. one. All right, if I give, Pat, can I, I give you a suggestion? If it's not It's Pat, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> the Lighthouse featuring It's Pat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fan fiction we all need to write. You, you recommended it to me, and I, I wanted. There's so many things I need to talk to you about, but that, the light, in the future time, <laughs> the Lighthouse it would be actually be a really great pick, Eric. Yeah, we should yeah. bring me back again, and we'll do that, please. I will. We would love that. Yeah, as long as this goes smoothly, we'll yeah. see. Knock on wood. <laughs> uh, Let's get into the plot. We got it. We got to get into the plot. Did we break the fourth wall. No, we. I mean, we always. I mean, is, isn't the whole, isn't a podcast just breaking the fourth wall? Because we're talking it. to the people who are listening, we're and we, yeah, we are aware a, that a we're in a podcast. It's like a beat. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not. It's not a storytelling podcast. All right, <laughs> let's do this. So uh, we open with an old timey welcome to the movies cartoon. So imagine, you know, 1930s kind of dancing popcorn. Dancing Let's all go to the movies. Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, include giving you tips like don't forget to enjoy the refreshments. Don't talk. 
Uh, my favorite is to use the bathroom uh, where various movie snacks are peeing in urinals and kicking the urine off their shoes. There's also a toilet that greedily slurps down a poop. So I'll, I'll say I had no idea what to expect. And so when I saw a cartoon and I knew that this was like something from like David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, I don't know why, but I thought this intro cartoon was going to get way raunchier than it is. Like, I thought it was going to be like a candy drink orgy or something. I kind of thought the the same thing. Yeah. Um, But next we get another opening. So now we're we're now opening with Dot Lancaster, film valedictorian of Hollywood, which is not a real thing. Uh, And he gives us some warning about the movie. He tells us it's a movie. It's not real. Do not act out what you see in the movie. It tells us, or he tells us that it has 17 swear words um, and ask kids to find them. Yeah. So we're, we're two cold opens in. What are you thinking about Marcus when you're watching? So, and that's, this is like uh, things that I, things that I thoroughly enjoy in any, pretty much any movie, like my favorite parts of comedy. Like one we touched on it earlier is, is when you break the first fourth wall. Um, uh, like I just, just little things like that i just appreciate you know you just don't take things too seriously basically and you know makes it more real really yeah uh, and then um and the second one is just like kind of doing things you don't really expect basically right like the fake the fake you fake the fake like and, yeah. and you yeah. know mm-hmm. like i said when i first saw it i was like this movie's dumb let's move on <laughs> but you know you just kind of hold out and uh yeah but um but yeah like it, it's and and they do that throughout this movie. I say like the 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 different jokes that they have, which is like I said, one of my favorite way of joking is is you just you think you know the punchline, but they twist it ever so slightly or just totally yeah. what it is yeah. entirely. And a little it's bit of like, like a bait and switch type. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally, exactly. And which goes to the thing we were earlier, like that's what makes a lot of these so original. I mean, that's kind of a David Cross thing, I think. Really, like it's kind of like his mm-hmm. style, or at least so. By I don't, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, unfortunately, but good about it. i feel like he does that pretty pretty well yeah um i feel like too just this already kind of multi-generic like switching between tones and you know these weird things it almost like carries the dna of the fact that it comes from a sketch show and i think that dna shows through in the movie with like the music video sections and different other things we'll see yeah um like it kind of shines through right at the beginning i actually wish there was more of that i'll say that right now like the whole like cutting the music video and some of like the kind of like the stuff that it cuts away to i i kind of i thought i wish it did more of that i almost wish that this was like a weird like sketch movie yeah let me say this there one long uh well that's not long but one like you know single too long one slightly too longer than it needs to be is it really what it is like like an hour and 24 minutes it does feel a little long and you you know what that's probably when we were talking about david cross and and rob uh looking to like edit this movie properly is just that the the filler stuff that they throw in there and basically they like they must have left at some point and then people who like i want to put my idea in the movie i feel like there's so much of that and then there's just this like Mm -hmm. especially later in the movie and they, they just put this stuff in there that doesn't do anything and it's not that funny just somebody thought it was on the like some dipshit on the set probably mm-hmm. had an idea and like you know whatever uh like i think there's i think there's a lot of that and it, but but if they actually properly edited some of these things this movie would be that much better and edited a couple like this could be like the best movie of all time for everybody I, it makes me wonder it, it just makes me think that the writers of this movie are 
just better suited for short form comedy than they are yeah. for like longer stuff. Like if you think about like some of the people, I mean, I guess I, I don't really know what else David Cross and Bob Bogen, Bob Bogenkirk have written other than their own sketch show. But I know like Scott Ackerman is a writer on Comedy Bang Bang, and that's kind of a shorter form thing. And he's really great at that. Um, he's good. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it just it, I, I think that what weighs this movie down for me and we haven't really even gotten into to Ronnie, but I, I like David Cross in small doses. I do not like him. I don't know if it's his voice, <laughs> uh, but I don't like him as a constant presence. Like I like him used in sketches. I like him in Arrested Development quite a lot. But like I don't he's not like a carry the movie kind of guy. Like no. I, there was that one. There was a TV show he did with Will Arnett called like the increasingly poor decisions of Todd something or something like that. He was like, he was like one of the leads on the show and I like didn't watch it specifically because I'm like, David Cross, I can't, I can't do too much of you. Um, But I don't know. It, it's, it, it's interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense that this is a character based off or a character in the show, but still I, I truly just like kind of flabbergasted why they went with this as their feature length as opposed to, I don't know. A lot of other things. Yeah. And like you said, in small doses, that makes a lot of sense because he is really good in the small dose. Like you said, you like the rest of the development. You get a, a little snippet here and there. And yeah. Uh, but he, I mean, he does actually, his like stand up is really, really good. Um, yeah. To, to, which is kind of a little bit different, but so he's got it. He can do it. But, mm-hmm. but you know, like you said, it's just the certain character too. How far can you go? Yep. Yeah. Well, and we don't know like what kind of personal fondness like he has for Ronnie as a character versus some of his others. So who knows? True. Oh, have you guys ever seen the Ali G show? Yes. Yes. The, the actual show show, right? Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's almost a very similar parallel of like his show was really like had a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. The movies, you know, are, are hit or miss between people in general, like the, the entire length movie of like Bor Boris and Borat or whatever the, the different ones. I think ones. I think Borat works really well. I think the Ali G movie does not. Yes, and, yeah, and yeah, the exactly. Bruno movie doesn't work either. But like right. Borat was kind of like a kind of shock how successful and how kind of well it worked as a movie. But the show I thought was way funnier than the actual. Like the movie was pretty good, but the show like the, if you took all the show and just put it into a movie, mm-hmm. that'd be even better. Yeah, the show is really funny. So, yeah, this should have been. Right. The the Donnie Do- the Donnie Dobbs show, or something. The Ronnie Dobbs, go. yeah. The Ronnie Dobbs, show. the David Cross. Shall we get to our friend Ronnie Dobbs? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Let's so we get our, a little more. We got our uh, we got our third cold open. I've read Goosebumps books that had as many cold opens. As <laughs> so we get the true opening where we really really open to Clay, played by David Keckner, right? That's how yeah. you pronounce it. Yeah. Of Ronnie Dobbs. I didn't know it was him at first, and I wrote in my notes that the narrator sounds brain damaged. <laughs> well, his character is supposed to be. Yeah, and it made sense once we finally saw him. Uh, we see Ronnie, played by David Cross, who is pissing in a jar in his car. Uh, he gets out, leaves it on the dashboard, slams the door, and it spills all over the car. <laughs> and of mm-hmm. course, the punchline is it's not his car. Someone says, Hey, Ronnie, get the hell away from my car. Yeah. He says, Sorry, reply, man. Thought it was mine. Yeah, thought it was mine. <laughs> the best, like that. So, like that. Like, and I want to say, and like, like I stormtroopered through to this point of the movie, right? Like, it took me a couple tries, and I got there, and like, you hit it at the right moment. That one right there, like, for some reason, that was like, that was the one where the giggles started. Like, mm-hmm. that's just hilarious. He thought the car was his. It's an honest mistake. <laughs> like, he didn't even mean to do it. He's just, 
You know, like how how could you blame him? He but just, he does. <laughs> there's no reason to believe that he owns a car, though. Yeah, I mean, he's pissing in a bottle. He's you know probably had a few drinks. You know, honest mistake. I've seen plenty of people pee on things. That <laughs> I've, I've never been so drunk that I thought I had a car when I didn't have a car, though. I think what we're going to discover as the episode goes on is that Marcus is at any point five drinks away from becoming Ronnie Dobbs. <laughs> hot, one hot damn shot away. Yeah. Um, so we see Ronnie walking around town and everyone knows who he is, but like not in a good way. Um, yeah. As Clay tells us, I love this little bit of poetry. Freedom is the devil's handshake. <laughs> I I did chuckle. There was a line where he just like goes to somebody and he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry about doing that to your sister. I forgot. Like, oh, <laughs> and then the guy's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but like, what did he forget? I don't, I don't understand. You, you don't uh, want to know. You get beat up if you, if you found out, which, exactly. which you probably would. Right. Yeah. I just assumed he had sex with the guy's sister, but the whole like I forget. Yeah, it's just it's just like a weird it's not like almost like a non sequitur, but anyway. But Ronnie's yeah, he... heart belongs to a special woman named Yes Marcus Tammy. Tell us about Tammy. Tammy, you know, the life lifelong sweet sweetheart. You know, you marry a couple times, three three times, four times, however many it takes. You got to keep this, you got to keep her around. The, this, the one who's been his rock, this foundation, keeping him. The only thing you look at, he walks around town. He's lived there his whole life. Everybody, you know, he's got a, got a bad rep, but she's just always there for him. And all he's got, you know, he's this is one consistent, only person who loves him basically <laughs> quite literally, you know? So, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got, he got yeah. kids. And the mother, kids. yeah, the mother of uh, his three little Ronnies, right? Yep, they're all three named little Ronnies. Ronnie. All named Ronnie. Well, they're Ronnie, little Ronnie, and little little Ronnie. Wasn't oh there, yeah, you're right. They're I think like one of them's mid, middle, yeah, middle Ronnie, because like there's a graffiti on the wall later that says "Mini Mini Ronnie sucks" or "Middle Ronnie <laughs> sucks." Sorry, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, you gotta always shit on the middle child, right? So yeah. it's true. They're the freaks. So kind of. A... <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, but I will say, I will say, I want to make a, I want to make a shout. I want, I mean, I want to give a special plug here, because, because this means a lot to me with this, like this. Uh, so you see, like, what? How do you relate to Ronnie Dobbs? And and here's the self reflection, because if 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 everything worked in the world how I wanted it to, I would have a little Marcus. I would have a, a Marcus Jr., a little Marcus, and a little little Marcus. You know, like <laughs> that's just the way it would. So he's so he's onto something here, you know. And you you marry once. And if, and if it doesn't work, you marry the same person. You don't you don't marry on to somebody else. You know, you, you stay true. He's a loyal family man. And th- and this is a consistent theme throughout the whole story. Not trying to hurt anybody. Sorry, man, thought it wasn't mine. Sorry, sorry man, thought it was mine. <laughs> family man, you know, like he just just wants to be with his wife. Yeah, and, yeah, and have it's... kids. I don't know if he wants to. He doesn't want to have his kids. And and now and and, and... he wants to have kids, but not be with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah. He doesn't really. Yeah, we'll see in the show. I guess he doesn't. Really How does that make him a family man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. He he's got his, He's got his, he's, he's he's going through some rough times. Yeah, seems, we'll right? get you know, there. Don't worry. He, I'm not really sure we will and... find out, but let's, <laughs> let's let's push forward. James, Rome wasn't built in a day, my friend. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, got, it wasn't built in an hour and 40 or 24 minutes either however long it is <laughs> um but at a convenience store ronnie's friend clay the narrator and his friends tanya and kyle are trying to get a dog to eat vomit which the dog does the dog is named fucked up dog the dog is fucked named up fucked dog, up dog. So, and I, I i love that right there that that 
that is like I, that actually like had outside jokes totally unrelated to that and we were like oh look it, it, oh I, I can't remember the phrase they're like oh fucked up dog and like you know just like raggedy old rat looking dog just like that eating eating <laughs> eating vomits and you know i think they were i thought they were placing bets too like who's is he gonna eat it is he gonna is he gonna eat it who's gonna win and whoever whoever loses has to buy the beer um i think the 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 calling the dog fucked up old dog great like chef's kiss i like that especially because you're right the joke comes back but having the dog eat vomit is like a bridge too far for me i thought that was gross i thought that was gross too and i don't understand it like if they're just making fun of like hicks or what but like i i I like the fucked up dog was amusing but the yeah eating vomit was like i don't understand there are just so many comedic minds at work here that are so brilliant that I don't, why, why did they land on this as a, as a running joke about so, having the dog eat vomit? Cause yeah, you're right. It does come up later, which is another, another vouch to the, to the, I love jokes that get reused, like in especially times places. And this, this movie does that. Like you said, this, this, the dog, the dog comes back later in the show, right? The dog eating vomit. Um, but I, I do want to give a good shout. Cause this, this is one of those one-liners that is, uh, Clay goes hungry dog will eat anything. Go on, dog. Eat that vomit. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> and and, and, and to, to your guys' point, it is gross. But I've been around a lot of dogs in my days and uh, hundreds. And um, dogs, dogs eat their own poop. They eat anything. So like, it's they not do. even unheard. It's it's a very common, like I mean, normal thing. Wrong. Truthfully, <laughs> yeah, it's like wrong. it's it's actually smart. You know, you're recycling. You're. It's a very uh, neat. It's what nature wants you to do. Yeah. Um, so Ronnie announces to his friends that he plans to ask Tammy to marry him. And this is where we got our flashback about the aforementioned Tammy. Marcus, you mentioned that they've been sweethearts since they were little. Um, tell us about the first time they get engaged, uh, Marcus, when they're 12. Yeah, they were they were at a restaurant. And uh, I, I, what was it? The he, he... Tammy, will you marry me? And she <laughs> yeah. was she was excited, you know, butterflies in his stomach, like you, you could tell. And uh, and then I, like I think that um, he lights her cigarette, even though she's twelve. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know, back and back, like that probably was thirty years ago, right? At that point, so it's it totally normal to be smoking in a restaurant, which I love placements like that, you know, like just kind of how it used to be. Um, and I think they did they do the flash forward here, where it was like, okay, and then they. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So they get married at twelve and quickly divorced, and then they show uh, they get remarried two more times, and each time it's Ronnie proposing to her in the exact same booth at the same restaurant. And then and... Tammy's resentments are, yes, uh, okay. And then she's like pregnant with a kid there, and she's like, fine, like yeah. she doesn't care anymore, yes. right? And uh, I, I want to give a shout here. This is this is where this is where I was saying earlier. Ronnie relates to me per, on a personal level. This is where Ronnie starts to turn into a father figure for me. Uh, dad remarries, you know, uh, having kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and and I want to I want to make this plug here too. We got you know just the name just the name. My middle name is actually Ronald, right? Uh, yeah, my that. dad's middle name is actually Ronald. My dad's dad name is Ronald. Ron, my uh, my uncle is named Ron. My other grandpa is named Ron. Another uncle is named Ron. Dan's dad's name is like there's so many Rons. Like it's just yeah. a calling. It's almost they all, uh, run? they all run, Ronnie, run, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You gotta go. We gotta make money somehow. <laughs> um. So the sheriff pulls up, played by MC Ganey. Is that yep, his name? Our yeah. boy. Tom Friendly from Lost. Tom Friendly. Um, and tells Ronnie that he's running for governor. He kind of gives the guy some shit. 
And he says that if he wins, he wants Ronnie and his jail and friends. Sorry, Ronnie and his friends in jail. <laughs> his forever. jail and friends. Jail and friends. He wants his friends in jail forever, which the like eighth to Z connect the dots of how it's possible that he was the governor. He can just imprison anyone forever. <laughs> Makes no sense. But for this kind of a movie, it creates some level of stakes, I guess. Yeah, true. There's a, there's a really important part of this, too. Um, like right around this, this same scene where the, where the, where the cop guy comes in i actually can't i can't you know i don't remember his name but uh he he basically he come, his kid his kid is playing a video game like mortal kombat oh, or, yeah. or what, yes. something like yeah. that and he's one just of those arcade of, fighters and ronnie right before that right he is he's what he bought the beer he walks out he like does the trick on the machine and gives the guy unlimited, the kid unlimited lives because he's like awesome like best day ever like I, I, that's me as a kid like if somebody did that for me this ronnie is essentially becoming a hero yeah. at this point like this kid is thinking about that the best summer ever unlimited lives then his dad comes in there you got no lives. He's like, I just got a little bit of lives. He goes, you, you got no lives. Takes him, kick, literally kicks him, throws him in the back of the cop car. And then Ronnie goes, and he's like, hey, man, why don't you pick on someone else? Or why don't you pick on someone else? And then he, and then he walks up to him. Right. And then, uh, so, so, this, so, and then he goes, and, and then he goes, uh, oh, what does he say? He makes fun of his mustache. <laughs> well, he makes, he doesn't make fun of his mustache, but he says, uh, <laughs> I got a, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at here. You guys go on a little bit, I guess. If if I I do have this written down, this is a really important. Uh, well, not this, the this line, not the line about the mustache. We don't want to say that. No, not that. No, it's right, not. It's okay. right before that. No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. There, there is, there is the one uh, right before that. So we like the importance, I guess, of Ronnie doing what he does with the with the extra lives thing is that he is the first time that he shows that he's like an like an idol for like people who are entertained by him i suppose like it gets called back later that this kid would want ronnie not in jail or that like he that the the police chief's son likes ronnie yeah Yeah, and and he's a hero in a sense like the kid was getting picked on essentially and he's sees someone getting picked on who shouldn't and he's standing up for him you know giving a voice to the kids who take people who just can't stand up like he's being a hero figure in a sense, I don't, is that what you call it? Where mm-hmm. somebody's getting picked on and he's standing up for him and be like, hey, man, why don't you pick on someone your own size, essentially? Yeah. I mean, I um, guess, but I think the movie tries and sells you on this idea that he has this heart of gold a little bit. And this is like one moment of that. But this is kind of it. Like, it doesn't really. I mean, the idea comes back with a kid, but it's not like we ever see him like give food to charity or like give up money to help people. You know what I mean? Like, this is the only moment he kind of gets like. That. Yeah, Ronnie's kind of a shitty person. He is a shitty person. Throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. And truthfully, I think that's almost to the ploy of, like, the beginning of this movie is really good. Like, I really thoroughly enjoy the first, like, 20 or so, 30 minutes or whatever, like, to this point. Like, they're really building it. Like, they could, if they were to go from this, they could do really, really good things. But they just kind of fumble it along the way, essentially, or, like, just kind of put in stuff that doesn't make sense. But, like, they... You know, if, if if you were you know doing the remake, like to doing the season eight uh, Game of Thrones type thing, if you wanted to make this thing good, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you could. Yeah, it's, it's all I mean, the building blocks are there. If the Snyder cut could get released, I think we can get the Odenkirk cut. I don't think that they would ever want this to be touched again. If I had to guess, they <laughs> never want it. They don't want it. I think they want less people to know this movie exists <laughs> than more people. <laughs> Okay, I got it. Um, yeah. I, I got. It. I actually got it. So, so, so it. I really like this because I wanted to get you guys' take on this. Okay, so he goes, "Hey man, why don't you leave him alone?" He says, "Hey, you looking for an ass to kick? Cause I got one." 
my face in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, real funny, blah, 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 blah. But I, I like it's one of those jokes where I don't know if I get it because you looking for an ass to kick because I got one. My face in your ass. I I don't. OK, so th- I thought that that's what the line was. I didn't have subtitles on and I didn't get it. So I yeah, also like, need an explanation. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. So we'll let that with marinade because I don't I don't know either. Truthfully, like I I keep I have so many other things I'm trying to, I guess, do it. And I never really I don't know if I ever figured it out or really thought about it too much. But it, it just like I think I think it almost goes to like the jokes where you think, you know, what he's going to say. And he just says something different. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's not even supposed to make sense. It's just kind of funny. Like my face in your ass. It's like, OK, all right. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's not supposed to like mean anything. Probably it's just like. You thought I was going to say whatever you thought I was going to say. Not that for sure. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, the type that, like I said, that's the type. That's my core of humor right there. You just shit you don't expect. Well, speaking of shit you don't expect, we get something that made me laugh out loud here. We get a cut to this cops like show called Fuzz. So it's a parody of cops. So you have the reality, you know, single camera running behind some police officers and they come upon a car smashed into a tree and it pans over to Clay, who is horrifically injured <laughs> on the hood, which yeah. made me laugh in shock when I saw it. Yeah. But Ronnie apparently crashed the car into the tree and is now running, hiding from the cops. There's a chase through this tiny house and this small like area around the woods, and the police finally catch Ronnie. Um, any highlights about that chase? There's there's Absolutely. like a million little things going on. The, I couldn't the write big them one all down. Is the first one you said. I like my favorite carryover joke. Like one of the one of the best ones is just like Clay getting mauled. Yeah, and just like and he's okay with it. You know, he's just having fun with his buddy. He's like, I was drinking. He's like, I'll be fine. And he's like, then the guy, the cops are like, you don't look so fine, son. And they're like, (laughs) keep on going. And oh yeah, and and the preface of this, like, why is he running? I don't know if we mentioned, but the reason why is so he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose to Tammy, guys. And so like, and his, and this is the friendship part of this. Like, he's just a good friend with his buddies. Back it up to when they were at the gas station, and 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 he's like, I'm gonna propose to him. Like, yeah, you should, you should do it. You know. Third time's a charm, and I, let me just shine this in because because the, my other favorite narration he's like, and, and he proposed to her a fourth time, and 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 signs say third time's a charm, but but signs don't know, <laughs> like it's like basically like see you don't you don't know shit because mm-hmm. the third it's not the third time that's a charm it's about to be the fourth time, and so they stand behind their buddy Ronnie, and then before you know it's not like he's like all right oh yeah and then he's like. uh so where's that cold beer after the cop leaves and like oh sorry man we we, we drank it all you know you, you, you're you being the tough guy over there you know you look at you <laughs> and he's like oh man you're know, like two minutes later right they drink all the beer which, you know which is kind of funny and then the beer's gone so he didn't even get the drink he's like you know what let's go fuck up that piggy wiggly sign and then they like go off to go to piggy wiggly steal the sign and that's and now the cops are chasing it right and that's when the, the crash the guy crashes the car he gets bald and then he's running from the cops like you said fuzz style I just want to know how Clay ended up between the car and the tr- and the tree. No yeah. seatbelts, man. He probably slammed on the brakes. He but he's facing the, the other way. He's facing like the other man. direction. <laughs> it looks like almost as if he went up against the tree and then they just ran right into him. I thought they, for a like, moment, I thought they were doing like a parody of signs. Like I thought he got cut in half. Wait, is, does that happen in signs? <laughs> Yeah, in science, his wife gets like pinned by the tree. Oh, you're yeah. right. See, like he just said Sorry, that. I wonder. If you're signs. right. No, wonder, yeah, you're right. See, signs don't know. 
Maybe. Maybe that if that was like that's like one of those inside that was from signs, but signs don't know, and they changed that so Maybe. slightly. I mean, but he's still fine. It's all good. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. So he's running through, right? He's like, he's like, oh, hey, 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 what's your face? He's, he's running through, and I think I think my favorite one is when they they finally open up the Piggy Wiggly sign, right? And he's like, and they're like, hey, or like, he's like, and okay, and he and he goes. Hey, hey, oh, I'm at my home. I'm at my new this home. Is my house. <laughs> I'm at my house. Yeah, and and so this is this is the pair. This is like the the alternate dimension C one sixty nine. Like if if what if that what if this isn't the real Ronnie Dobbs who was under that piggly wiggly sign? That's just like his brother or something. And they actually got the wrong guy. And the other Ronnie's just off gallivanting. Marcus, you save you save these Dylan thoughts Piggly. for fan fiction time. Yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is stuff for fan fiction. Too early. All right, we're setting it up, but you know, think about that. Just think about um, it. <laughs> so we get Ronnie in jail, and Ronnie clearly has been in jail multiple times. Tammy comes to visit him. She's also been in here multiple times to see him. He proposes to her, but for the first time, she rejects him. She does not say yes. Tammy tells him that he needs to find his talent and make something of it. Um, and he needs to change, or Tammy is not going to marry him. And this is that typical. You have you have the the the, the wife, or or the sorry, not the wife, the the significant other. Just look at the change, change the man into who they want to be, and they, you know, they can, it's it's hard hard for a person to 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 do those things. You know, it's a very relatable thing mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, really. Yeah. Are you saying that Ronnie Dobbs is the everyman? Yes, exactly. Okay, I perfect. am going to disagree with that, but I guess he <laughs> just so. I don't well, think this movie me. this movie doesn't <laughs> have an this movie does not have a have an every man. I think that's well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, let's get through the whole plot first. We'll, I think we'll, that, we'll see. That might be some of, one of the things that doesn't work about it for me is that there's no like audience surrogate. Not that I need one in every like you know what I mean. Like it's not like I'm Luke Skywalker, but at least Luke Skywalker is like the hero that I'm supposed to kind of put myself behind or is like, have you seen episodes later I, do, I don't, I don't think that. i don't think that ronnie is somebody that you're meant to do that i mean i guess you are meant to do it with but i'm not sure that's that effective that's the only issue with i that. think it might be clay truthfully you know just to want to hang out <laughs> I mean, with your buddy the narrator he yeah is, he's the narrator he, is, he there you go it's an interesting yeah. choice to make him the narrator yeah I, but it's kind of, i think it's coming up and it's not actually that but it, it i love what he's just like that's okay ronnie i was drunk too yeah, yeah. I, the the running joke of him getting more and more grievously injured is is amusing. Um, yeah, he plays it well. Eat that's what happens. Eat next. Yeah, no. exactly, exactly. So we cut to Hollywood. There is this cooking infomercial where the guest Terry Twilstein Twilstein shows Twilstein? up. Yeah. Twilstein, played by Bob Odenkirk, shows up to introduce his foodorator, which is just like this very aggressive food blender. Terry has what some people might call a British accent, um, but isn't really. (laughs) It it definitely sounds like someone trying to do a British accent who's never done one before, but it's like this weird blend of like trying to sound like Liverpool, like the Beatles, but also just like a random British. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird choice. But it's almost um, like the word choice he uses almost makes up for how awful it is. Yeah. So like when he calls the policemen the Bobbies. Yeah. It's like the accent is horrible, but he's calling <laughs> them the Bobbies. So it kind of evens out. I will. I must admit, I fucking hated listening to him talk. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. 
David Cross and Bob Odenkirk are both ignoring the shit out of me. This is not bode well. But then eventually Harry's accent like grew on me because of how stupid it is. <laughs> so I did I did come around on it. But uh, the blender pops and the blade flies into the host's chest <laughs> and she just starts bleeding. I don't know if she bleeds to death, but I wrote it in my and notes. She's like, oh, oh, and, it, oh. and then so they cut to the editing room. And yeah, like Terry is like trying to edit the footage and the footage just is playing on loop of it just like flying into her chest. <laughs> and I thought this was the funniest part of the whole movie. Really? <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, I did. It was it really I did. I I thought this this is my favorite part of the movie. Um, and I yeah, I chime in here actually. Like, so there is <laughs> there is one of one of the times I watched this movie and this part happened. I, like, I was scarred for life. I I it, like I I remember watching it and it felt really? like it felt like the blade went into me, and I'm just like, oh no, and I'm like. And I, and I was like, it like, it like, it was, I was like physically hurt. I felt physically hurting. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, make hmm. it stop. And then she's like making that like, ah, ah. <laughs> and then like, uh, but but, you know, it is it is funny, which is hilarious that you say it's the funniest part when it, when I, that was the most traumatizing well, like, out of like almost any movie. Funny. I like the, dark like, physical comedy. Dark yeah, dark I, comedy works for I me. I totally agree. I, it yeah. does. It does. And it it's just like and it. Uh, and, and to this day, like when I use blenders, like I am not near it. I stay away. I like I'm this movie overly traumatized safe. you. Just don't what use words? a food raider. It could save me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all food raiders. <laughs> um, so the other editor in the room with them is played by Brian Pochet. And then another man played by Patton Oswalt shows up and they go and watch some footage of Ronnie being arrested before Terry leaves the room. He's kind of contemplating what his next move should be is like a salesman. Which is it's like the music builds as if it's going to be like a musical number. And then he like kind of sings, but it doesn't really it doesn't really it's turn into anything. Thing. It's very, very odd. Um, and then cuts of the guys watching this like under undercover cop as a hooker uh, on TV. Like this undercover cop is, is like dressed as a hooker and arrests Ronnie. Hooker is their word, not mine. Sex worker. Sorry. Uh and it is revealed that Ronnie has been arrested many, many times, and the whole country seems to find it funny. So that gives Terry an idea. Cut to Terry visiting Ronnie's hometown looking for Ronnie. And so Terry gets like punched by a lot of people when he's looking for Ronnie and because everyone hates him. And Ronnie is then seen drunk driving a bus with clay inside, naturally, and the bus crashes naturally. And it continues the running joke of Clay getting injured naturally. Um, I don't remember what happened to him this time. Like he broke his neck or something like that. But he, at this point, he's got like two casts on his legs. He can't walk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's just a broken and bitter or beaten man. So Terry chases after Ronnie. And they start like climbing the scaffolding for, I don't know, like the um, is it the the bleachers or something in this on this football field. Yeah, I think so. And he tells Ronnie that he wants to make Ronnie a star. And I I did I was amused by his the the word choice, even though like a homoerotic word choice in film like double entendres is like so played out. I don't know why this one of all of them and this movie of all of them like tickled me <laughs> Am I, I don't know if I'm alone in this but he's like I want to be the man behind the man I realize I'm coming all over you but it's been building up for weeks and I can't control myself we go back say it, go, say go it. back to your, your place right now and I can pack your shit <laughs> and I, 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 
I uh, I like all of it. The only one that does not work as a double entendre is I realize I'm coming all over you. <laughs> like what in what other context that, does that work? That's why no that is why I thought it was so funny. That was the line that got me actually. Like because <laughs> there's no there's no double entendre. There's nothing about that. <laughs> See, this makes me appreciate like w- like watching a movie with people because like I've 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 like never laughed at that part hilariously enough. Like I never like I just never I don't know I've just never I I it just felt too forced I guess. But like if I watched this with you guys, I'd like oh I guess that you know I guess that is kind of funny you know yeah. like like you were mentioning the first part of the movie is your favorite. Like this is like my favorite like bit of like or like the my favorite like chunk of the movie I think. Or at least yeah. the yeah, at least like the the basically like Terry in the blender and then and then this moment. So um, this 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 part of the movie has to be the highest part of the budget of this movie because they had they stole a bus and he's driving it around and then they like drive the bus onto the football field and they like kind of do this like pan from far, zoom into the bus, and like you know, they crash the bus and it's sideways. So like they had a whole bus and it looked like it like very well done, like demo scene basically and like so this is this is where all the money was spent i think basically and they and they like the highest part you know so they finally not like that's just something that i really noticed on this part for some reason and like you said he's been chasing around and finally 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 gets to him um poor it, terry it did like come to mind when i saw like the football field and how like bad the wreckage looked i'm like wait this can't be cgi like they don't have the budget for that there's no way and so maybe yeah, they really did, they did like then? have that bus like tipped over and they just dug up the yeah. football field. I don't know. But that was like I a bet you that was a lot of work they put in <laughs> to yeah. a part of this movie. I was a little surprised to see it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this they kind of like make movie in the order almost. And they probably, you know, like anything else, they lost the budget right there. And then they then the rest. Yeah. happens. Maybe they blew the budget. <laughs> maybe that's part of yeah. what what could explain the rest of it. Right. Like I knew I should have done that bus crash scene. Yeah, but yeah, and by the to your point, they they had Clay like in I don't like it was part him and Ronnie driving around somehow on the other side of the car basically right like or pinned beneath it or whatever and yeah those two those two just boys being boys yep <laughs> so the cops show up they take them back to the station and Terry essentially just tells the police chief that he will take Ronnie out of the town and the state if he releases Ronnie into Terry's custody. And that's kind of like the other thing that like the agreement that will obviously come back around foreshadowing that Ronnie will end up back in the town. But like, clearly the police chief is, doesn't want anything to do with Ronnie and wants him gone. And so Terry and Ronnie are driving. There is this like full T set on the yes. dashboard. I love it. Uh, they're really just like, this guy is British. Like they're just, it's very weird. It's just it's a big choice. Uh, I kind of like do, when the they absurdist. do the spoon scene. Yeah, when he, when he like does shake uh, my, my favorite. When he goes to like stir it, he just goes. He's like right, rimming, rimming it back everywhere. and forth as hard as possible, like the, to stir it. Yeah. So then Terry shows Ronnie his failed inventions, including the I don't know what it was called, like the vomiterator or something like that. It was just like it's like it turns vomit back into food. <laughs> I actually took a whole note of those. It's a sal- uh, the vomit whip. The vomit back in the food. The salad evaporator. It sucks dressing off of salad. The fish magician. Nobody bought it. Hides fish. But there was hides actually one. Where? Hides. I don't know. Nobody understand. bought it. Nobody knows. Where, where did it hide the fish? And why would you want 
There was actually fish, one right before that. Before fish. He, and he like does it like his like like he does the wallet thing. He's like, these are my kids. You know, like essentially, yeah. like and, and it rolls out, and, and he's right. like, you know, he's just very proud of them. But you know, nobody else loves them but him. And yeah. uh, the one there's one earlier that I want to make a mention of. It was the the fabulous nickel holder holds one oh. nickel. Oh right. Nickel. Oh, that was later, right? Yeah. Like oh yeah, that was. <laughs> and I, I, if you do the question thing later, I'd like to know. Think about those. Like which one? Which one would you buy? You know, think think of it. That's a none of a later them. thing, right? <laughs> but may, <laughs> well, but you gotta maybe... pick one. Then maybe the salad dryer. I think occasionally yeah, I'll dump too much dressing. Dra- dressing off on my salad. You never know. Yeah, I think I would do that. Probably yeah, the most like, useful one. Yeah. yeah, it could be a flashlight. Yeah, six point nine. I mean, with a with a blender in it. <laughs> uh, so Terry tells Ronnie that he's going to make use of Ronnie's talent to getting uh, for getting arrested to make Ronnie rich and famous. So they arrive in L.A. And I did take note that there is a song that's playing on the background. It's not the first time the song plays weird lyrics. That is, it says like, look at that sky. Look at that hooker. She's blowing that guy. I loathe LA. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming that was a song written for this movie, but well, it's, it's be. presumably a parody of I love LA. Yeah. Andy Newman. Oh, right. Of course. Which, which itself is like a parody song about how LA sucks. <laughs> like the song I love LA is yeah. not actually about how he loves LA. Right. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but tricks the trick that, you know, they, they think is. you know where they're going and they just do a little bit more sideways thing. This is, this is where we get a little bit of like the sketch comedy chops or like, the, so they like drive away and then the camera lingers on this, billboard for a show called Elimination Island, which is obvious parody of Survivor, including like the font and all that. And it zo- like the zooms in on the billboard and it cuts to a clip from the show where a guy gets voted off. And I did notice Arlie Ermey uh, and Sarah Silverman playing other contestants. I assume that that meant they would come back. At least I think one of them was Sarah Silverman. Uh, maybe not. I know she's in the movie in a second, but the host uh, kills the guy who gets voted off and they all eat him. And he's like, and now we <laughs> feast. I thought that was amusing. Um, yeah, so, that's how those shows should be, really. That, right? that, I agree. And then uh, it cuts to You're surviving a network executive's office who's played by Dave Foley. One of the first times someone from Kids in the Hall appear, the sketch group Kids in the Hall appear in this movie. So there's even more like non Mr. Show people in this movie as well, like Andy Richter. And then Sarah Silverman's there as well. I did take note of one of the posters for the fake shows in the background, Judge Jugs. just a big breasted judge and terry shows up with ronnie and pitches the show where ronnie gets arrested every single week in a different city each executive says they both love it and hate it and then they ask sarah silverman's character and she says i'm forgainst it and then they all him and haw for like you know quite a while and and, it's how you could tell they're on the verge like i like it i don't like it and then right and then ronnie's like i love it (laughs) they're like you know what okay i love it we're, we're doing it we're doing scene, it and they do the thing yep yep beautiful and yeah i guess it did, one more point to it is like like i was making that that original thought earlier is that the, the plot between the, the like when they're talking about this this scene when they're talking about pitching the movie mm-hmm. is i think that must be how they originally came up with how they actually pitched this movie and had it successfully go through david cross is probably you know what i think i, I think i like it and they're just like all right we're doing it Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, maybe it was just his seal of approval. Once David Cross was like, hell yeah, we're doing it. They just all went with it. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the show begins under Terry's supervision and planning. We get a fun montage of Ronnie get a, getting arrested in various different cities and locales. 
Um, Ronnie has become a big TV hit. We see that he's on like the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Um, his face is on billboards, so he is definitely kind of getting to be famous. I have one quick note on the montage of stuff of like him getting arrested. I was amused by the line where he's like inside like a cabinet and he just said, I lived here first and they built a house, built a around, house me. around me. Yes. Yes. Like exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. Or like, I love the why y'all brutalizing me. Like, you yeah. know, why, why are they brutalizing him? It's just, oh, right. that'll, that'll come back. Well, because they're cops. Yeah, true, true. So Terry takes Ronnie to his new mansion, Ronnie's new mansion, that is. And Terry has brought Tanya, Clay and Kyle to help Ronnie, quote, fuck up the mansion. <laughs> I like it, Terry, uh, but it's going to take me a long time to fuck it up. Well, uh, they have a pool party. Uh, everyone is there to congratulate Ronnie on being famous. This is where we get just this slew of celebrity cameos. So many cameos. I didn't write them all down. I, I, I did. A couple. <laughs> Okay, I wrote well, I wrote them down as I saw them. We got Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park. We got Ben Stiller, John Stamos, Rego Romaine Stamos, Gary Shandling, Scott Ian of Anthrax, like uh, Kathy Griffin and Scott Thompson of Kids in the Hall. Yes, there's probably more. So as a birthday Thanks, present, sir. I love this. Ronnie tells a woman to fuck off, dumps a bowl of guacamole on her head, and shoves her into the pool. <laughs> And that was next year too. Yeah. <laughs> she um, she asked for it. I mean, not really, but she did. They did. You're like, come on, tell her to fuck off. He's like, yeah. ah, no, I'm good. He's like, he's like, all right, fine. You know, he doing. He's man of the people. Yeah, he's a man of the people. Um, speaking of people, he meets a dying child named. Okay, so here let's let's park on Chow Chow for a minute. Yikes! So <laughs> Chow Chow is a bit of a yikes character. But just the randomness of Chow Chow and how he's badly dubbed over by David Cross. There's something I find funny about Chow Chow, although yeah. I'm comfortable finding him funny for reasons I can't I, fully articulate. I well, because it's, it's David Cross doing like a stereotypical Asian accent. But I yeah, I, I, like I felt Asian the same adjacent. way. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's almost it's like, I mean, it sounds more like David Cross than it sounds like him doing an accent. Yeah. True, like this is just a normal voice and he's always do- pretending to do an accent for his normal voice. Yeah. And it's like, it's not necessarily that he's doing a voice. It's that it's so asynchronous with the dubbed lips that it's, right. just, it's ridiculous. I yeah. love those. I love those two, like uh, that, the, the, the dub, the per- purposely redone bad dubs. Um, yeah. But that, that joke that they do, though, he's like, I need my special shoes. And he's like, I'll tell you what, son. I'm gonna I'm gonna make so much money, <laughs> so much money you never seen, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get a special shoe shoemaker. I'm gonna pay him not to make special shoes. <laughs> Eat on that, you know, and like just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, and he needs I love special those shoes because he says he has fat feet. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, a party goer played by Scott Thompson asked to quote raid Ronnie's CD cabinet, which Ronnie takes to be a gay pass at him. Ronnie won't let anyone quote turn him gay when he's not looking. Um, then says like I don't want to like be part of your worldwide, like gay, worldwide conspiracy. gay conspiracy. Yeah, but little does Ronnie know that he is correct, and there is a worldwide gay conspiracy. Um, so there's this whole like side moment where we get the worldwide gay conspiracy, and Patrick Warburton is playing like the leader. Yeah, and he basically has to be like, all right, everyone, shut it all down, Ronnie. Knows. So. I find this a lot funnier now than I did at the time that it, that instead of like if he found out like we got to take him out instead they're like well gotta shut it all down <laughs> it's over we, we it's <laughs> over we had a good run 
I like how you say little did he know, but it was actually like macro that he knew. He he knew it the whole time. <laughs> one he guy, could even one guy him. figured it out, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then, then he like far. goes and like makes makes out with uh, some random and uh, some random uh, woman, and then like you know, yeah, yeah, they shut it down. You got to shut it down. Um, but uh, two things: one, this again is very much part of the sketch DNA. It feels like of this movie. Yeah, it just cuts to this completely different thing. Again, wish there was more of that and less Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> me too me too but number two um like i thought this would come back somehow or i thought this would be what the movie was about but it's yeah, not at it's all. not nope um so next at the pool party ronnie meets the girl from the cardboard cutout beer sign at his local gas station um her name is kayla in real life uh we have and this cute go ahead best, best rewind like when because we, we didn't mention it earlier in the show but like he like saw like you said the cardboard very beginning like right before the dog yeah, vomit scene yeah. and he sees it he's like one of the best lights too he's like i got a pair i'd like this i'd like you to see or i'd like grab. to see he says or i'd like i got a pair i'd like to grab my balls. balls you know instead of like you know grabbing anything on her he's just yeah just that that like sideways joke of like you just everyone saw it coming yeah got out um so ronnie has this moment where he messes up all of his attempts at innuendo um and he misses all of hers um, I don't remember the exact wording, but they go back and forth. Yeah, well, she's just like, maybe I should see your bedroom. He's like, I got a better yeah. idea. How about we go fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, yeah, they do that. I like that too. Like the they kept doing it to each other, and you know, kept sidestepping it. And yeah, we cut to another then, like, fun moment. I think this might be like my favorite little chunk of the movie because we get these like quick cuts to different kind of sketchy type things. Yeah, uh, we get a cut to three times minus one. The music video for Ronnie and Kayla's first date. Yeah. It's this kind of R and B style, like romance boys to men. Song, boys to men. And it it shows Ronnie and Kayla getting closer, but also like cops chasing them, typical Ronnie stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I don't have all the lyrics written here, but I like the line, I stuck my penis into your thoughtful <laughs> vagina. And then yeah. as the video pans on an anatomically correct display of genitals. I uh, That was the one line from this I wrote down as well. I also wrote down woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> In my notes, I like yeah. it, I like, when they showed the part where, like, at the very end of it, too, like they're like about to walk into the room, into the house, and he just like as she's opening the door, he like gets all of his clothes off immediately. He's like just butt naked <laughs> there. Yeah, uh, like shout out to to one of the best, funniest things you could do to a, to a significant other is just get naked randomly and I'm gonna have, have to them, do that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Have them uh, give you the side eye. Yeah. Um. So despite landing his dream girl, Kayla, Ronnie still thinks about Tammy. Um, while he's kind of professing his love for Tammy to Terry, Terry reveals that his deep dark secret is that his accent is fake and that he was born without one. He's like, I am British though. He's but British. I, was <laughs> I don't. He was born without an accent, so that kind of explains Bob Odenkirk's horrific British accent. I, th- I wonder if that was yeah. written in f- to them for them to like explain ahead of time why Bob Odenkirk couldn't do a British accent. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So instead of playing it cool and making Tammy jealous, because um, Terry tells him, like, jealousy is the only language women understand, Ronnie instead blows the place out with love for Tammy. He has a statue of her. He has this banner that says, I love Tammy. He gives her a toilet paper rosette for a true lady of the evening and an international cottage or an Italian cottage <laughs> made of international cheeses. Yeah. 
And right, right uh, before this, right before this, this he was, the reason he's meeting up with her right now is because he got some advice from uh fr- from the who we were just talking about uh the Brit Terry. Terry, yeah. So Terry was like, you you should just give her, you know, he's giving him all this advice, and he's like, and the the piece that Ronnie caught on to was make her jealous. So he yeah. brings her, does all these things, all these nice things. So he's like, and and then, but then yeah, so he does all these nice things, but then he introduces her to Kayla. And says that, oh, Kayla's the new girl I've been fucking. Um, which Tammy does not appreciate and which Kayla does not appreciate for some reason. Yeah. Um, so rejected by both of them, Ronnie wanders Hollywood alone. Um, Ronnie is led somewhere by this guy that promises to, quote, make him feel better. As that's happening, we get the news that the sheriff from earlier from Ronnie's hometown is now the governor of Georgia. Yeah. Um, in yet another really baffling celebrity cameo. So get, baffling. Possibly get, the most baffling of the, the whole. The most baffling. We get Mandy Patinkin in Ronnie Dobbs the Musical. Um, Singing a does, very beautiful song. A very beautiful oh, song yeah. where the y'all are brutalizing me comes back. Um, Terry screams at him, telling him he was shite. And Mandy Patinkin wants to sing the song naked, so he does. <laughs> Um, Could you? Terry, how much money would you pay to see that at Chicago Theater, though? Oh my, Mandy Patinkin as Ronnie Dobbs. Yeah, yeah he did. I, singing "Why Y'all Brutalizing Me." I like, would pay money. Uh, I, pay I don't know how much. But, um, yeah. And Terry is told that Ronnie can no longer get arrested. Yeah, I think is it because that he'll just end up in jail permanently? But only yeah, like only in that. But state. only in his state. I, I don't know. Yeah. But so we next see Ronnie at a cult meeting. Tom Kenny is back. He Tom Kenny plays like a news reporter, and then he also plays the leader of this cult. And oh, oh wait, 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 hold on. He could. Sorry, I what? was going to say the uh, news reporter that constantly says the wrong thing is one of my favorite running jokes. Yeah, yeah, ah, nice. I like that. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. The news cast are doing that. Um, oh yeah, like so. So no, wait. The, the thing he couldn't get arrested is because he was so famous. Like the, the cops just wouldn't arrest him because they oh. just like, oh, it's Ronnie Dobbs. Oh. He's just doing his thing. Hey, you know, ain't doing oh, it. like it's, okay. it's all good. Like, so he just literally nobody would arrest him anymore because he's so popular. Yeah. Couldn't do the thing. Yeah. You know, he's just too famous for his own good. Um, Among the people at this like cult meeting, uh, in addition to Ronnie, obviously, are, are Jeff Goldblum playing himself, which another bathroom yeah, cameo. Yeah. And I forgot her name, but she's she's an, a Mr. Show alum as well. Mary Lynn Ratch, Ratzkub. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but they're playing themselves. And um, the, the cult leader is just like, what do you like? What do you want? And and she she says, I want a magenta horse and I want to fly away with it into a reddish background. And I want pixies. And he's like, good. Those are all doable. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and then Jeff Goldblum like, I want my mom. Was she? I think. Fuzzy memory. Goldblum's like, I want my money back and I want the angels to give it to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Terry shows up. He wants the old Ronnie back. And then so basically Ronnie is like trying to change and Terry just gives him a beer and brings his friends back and trying to get him, you know, be a bad influence and turns Ronnie back into Ronnie. And then Terry goes to kiss Ronnie and then the film stops and the guy, what was his name? Dot Lancaster. Yeah. Dot Lancaster, uh, valedictorian of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, says that the scene was cut to reach a specified audience and get a specific rating. And then says like, uh, like many deleted scenes from a children's movie, like from children's films. And he shows an example of one where Jack Black plays like in a, like a, 
Mary Poppins esque scene where Jack Black pay, plays a chimney sweep who is singing on a roof with like an animated squirrel and a bunch of other chimney sweeps. And the lyrics of the song are like, just give her a quick a kick in the cunt. Yeah, that, this is one of those like the the whole part doesn't make any sense. I don't get the joke personally. I do did. not. I do not understand. I know Jack Black like was out, was so. like a friend of the Mister Show folks, so he's probably like, him, I have this, make it work, or you don't want to get me in there at all. Being in the movie makes sense to me, but I don't know. I don't know. And go to the circle though. He he had the haircut. Like he has this haircut. It reminds me of like the Dumb and Dumber uh, of like uh, the you know like, he he looks like Bowl a bunk cut? kind of a little and, and, bit. Yeah. And, like you said, he gives him the. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to go back to it. He's like, here, drink this beer. And, like he's like, oh, drink it, drink it. And then like right, you know, then, then he, right. then suddenly he's back to himself. It's like Popeye with spinach, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. like Popeye with spinach. <laughs> um. So then they cut back. And, like he says, let's re- rejoin the film that you've been watching. And Ronnie is returning to his hometown where he is now like a beloved, like famous hero. He takes the mic from the a podium and he's uh, kind of trying to appeal to Tammy and get back into her heart. And now the police chief or like he's now the governor shows up and arrests Ronnie permanently. So Terry goes to visit Ronnie in jail. Ronnie, there's a bit where he can't figure out how the prison phones work. And well, no, it's like he arrested him because he said, if you ever come back here, yeah, I'll yes. put you in jail. Yes. yes, it was part of their deal originally. Right. So, yeah. so the back to the, you know, continuous plot, you know, that they, they keep up at least, you know, they he came back to his hometown mm-hmm. now beloved too, right? You know, like the change. He's a changed person, right? Everybody loves him now. It's a real hero's journey. There we <laughs> go. Exactly. Yeah. Except right. kind of not the hero. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so then. We basically Ronnie mentions that he's going to be put to death and Terry thinks he's joking at first. And then he's like, no, I'm going to be electrocuted. And the governor has this whole like strict on crime campaign that has put Ronnie on death row. So we cut to uh, Terry drinking his sorrows away at a bar. And there's this show called Fishing with Guns on TV. I like that, which I would watch that show. Um, and there, it's interrupted for this emergency news report that reveals that the son of the governor was kidnapped by a group of people demanding the release of Ronnie. So the police show up around the kidnappers hideout. They've found the kidnappers and Terry also shows up and gets taken by the kidnappers as well. It's revealed that Arlie Ermey is the lead kidnapper and other people on this survivor like show. Like the contestants on that show have orchestrated the killing because they want to kill and eat or the kidnapping because they want to kill and eat Ronnie when he gets released because Ronnie's show has ruined the success of their survivor show. But the, apparently they are actually eating each other on the show. And so they're kind of like starving and they want like yellow jackets. Yeah. Well, spoiler. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I heard, I heard this cannibalism in it anyway. Um, this is, this is like kind of reeks of like, they didn't know how to end the movie. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. But so Ronnie's in his cell kind of like figuring out his last meal. And there's like a bunch of like options like Maine lobster and filet mignon. And he like there's just waffles and corn dog crossed off a bunch of times. And then he finally decides that he wanted waffles. Quick survey of those two choices. Which would you guys pick? Waffles. I would go corn dog. Waffles. Corn dog. Mm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm would... not a huge hot dog guy. I guess I guess corn dog because you get at least two things you get bread and that's what I was dog. thinking yeah but if yeah. but if you get syrup maybe waffles but you could put syrup on a corn dog too so. you could you could if you could you put could. mustard on it like if you could have all the condiments you want I guess corn dog because you could yeah. like do yeah. a bunch of things true so, so you take the skin off and you got a waffle skin 
Tammy and the Ronnie show up and there's like a moment where the kids trash the cell and there's the graffiti of middle Ronnie sucks that I mentioned earlier. Um, Cutting back to the kidnappers. One seems very antsy. One played by Scott Ackerman. He wants to kill the kid and eat him. And so the kid suddenly gets up and starts beating the shit out of all the kidnappers. And he's playing this fighting arcade game like again. And we see him playing it the first time when like Ronnie gives him all those bonus lives. And I don't the power cuts out. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand why he's, he's like so good at uh, fighting. Not that it's supposed to make sense. Um, but as he looks at all, like, in the game, he like kicks everyone's ass, including the lead kidnapper. And he like walks out of the warehouse with like a shotgun and hits his father in the neck with the butt of the gun. And it is inferred then he asked his dad to release Ronnie. And so Terry shows up to pick Ronnie up from jail and take him back to L.A. But then Tammy pulls up as well. And Ronnie kind of can't decide. Does he want to be like the good guy that gets Tammy or does he go and get exploited more by Terry? And it is revealed that there is a compromise. So Freebird starts playing. Important uh, needle drop right there. And it cuts to Ronnie on this crashed cop car in like a flooded river next to like a a fallen electrical line <laughs> i'm a chain uh, man while while terry is filming it and it is it is then kind of like it revealed that there is a new show where ronnie gets trapped in various places for rescue teams to rescue him called ronnie oh, Dobbs right. <laughs> gets rescued. um and so we get another quick cut to the 100th episode party of ronnie dobbs gets rescued uh, I did think this line was funny. There's like a who likes cake. And then some guy goes, everyone. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Except for me. Um, Clay. And we see Clay. He is now on one of those like life support machines. I don't I think <laughs> that's an what iron. Like an ET. Iron it's lung. Like that's what it is. I, went for my ET almost, I couldn't remember what that thing was called. Yes. An iron, lung, iron lung. Um, and it's like we see like Ronnie outside and in, in a in a monster truck with clay and 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 chow chow and ronnie drives off in the monster truck and it crashes and that's how the movie <laughs> yeah and obviously clay is probably Wait, where, not dead, where, but, what stage but, yet <laughs> yeah maybe uh and then there's this weird blooper reel where they're like these fake bloopers where like things go like, horribly wrong on set and the, the cast is getting injured and then freaking out it's a very so the weird first one, choice. Ronnie was on, in the oil drum. I think that was actually real. I thought I thought I heard that. I like, usually passed out holding it too long. And, really? Like, actually passed out. I, I'm uh, pretty sure. I like, thought that, that were, they were all ago. orchestrated. Okay, you're probably right. I yeah. heard that. I goats know. thing, totally true, man. Goats totally kick you. Like, that definitely happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, what works about Run, Ronnie, Ron? <laughs> yeah. First Give of us- all... All of it works, right? (laughs) Like it's the everyday hero. It's all of us and one of us, and 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 at least some way, shape, or form. Like encapsulates every single movie around that that like little certain pieces. You know the continuity. Uh, You know it could be the best if if they trim certain things. It could it would be the best movie of all time. Yeah, Um, it it has that, that potential. I'm gonna say I'm gonna disagree with you strongly, (laughs) but I but I really I really love to hear you say that. I uh, I love the the newsman who always says the wrong thing, and I love the music video portion. And those are two things that I like, <laughs> James. Uh, I would say for me that the 
I'm going to go a little bit higher level. Like I mentioned a couple of the specifics as we were talking about it, but like when the, when the movie is like flirting with like the um, fleeting comedy of sketch comedy, they kind of like do a bit and then move on. I think it works when the movie is trying to be a movie. It doesn't work, which unfortunately is the majority of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What doesn't work? I'm going to say a lot of stuff, but mainly that um, I would have loved, as we've been saying, more sketch comedy elements. Um, But I appreciated kind of the variety the movie had, uh, because if we had to sit through nothing but like 124 straight minutes of the Ronnie story, that would have been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to sit through 124 minutes of Run, Ronnie, Run. uh, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. So but yeah, it's a family man, you know, friendships, uh, you know, all, all the inventions too. like uh, takes take the, the, the continuity of jokes, yeah. the, the music videos, the montages. Yeah. Think of the kids, little Ronnie, little, Ronnie, little, little Ronnie, little, little, middle Ronnie. I'm going to throw <laughs> David Cross into what doesn't work for me again. Like I mentioned, yeah. like I, I need yeah. him in smaller doses. Uh, you know, you know what? You know, the tr- you know, the key to answering this question is basically. Go back in time and see it in an earlier. Ver- come with me. Come, meet me at Crested Butte in the year 28, 2008, or whenever it was, right? And you guys meet me there and we'll watch it together at that age. Yeah. And I bet you it'll work. It'll, I bet it'll it will. Fit. I bet it will. Maybe. That would be it, it might. I can so, see it. I can see it. I can see that as like a. See me there. Yeah. That's one of the Marcus. first things I'll do. Kill Hitler will be number two and go back and watch this movie will be number one. <laughs> yeah. um, Marcus, how would you make this into a video game? What would your run Ronnie run video game? Be? Yeah. So basically you'd be, you'd actually be inside of the video game box. And then like, you would actually be playing for like the one that's in the, the movie. Right. And you're actually, the box is playing everything around it. Right. So the box is the, actually the, the main what do you call it the protagonist wait what like you know you know like the little kid playing the get the, the the fat kid playing the game yeah but the, so that that right there the protagonist is the video game box and it's playing everything else around it that's it <laughs> that's so high concept it. i still don't get it that's so high concept and then like when the kid's playing it the game is actually making him do that and then that's why the game takes over him to defeat the main boss <laughs> James, what did you have? <laughs> right? He controlled they could the box controls him for a little bit. The, I think the I, main guy and save the day. I that's think I like, get it now. I think I get what you're saying in the in the loosest definition of get it. I Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I now follow what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> it could work. Aaron, you go. I need a moment. Ronnie three. I uh, I had. I mean, it's lame, but basically a GTA like. But yeah, um, the difference being the star meter is never off. <laughs> so like, it can only go up as your Ronnie meter goes. I, I basically had that. It was like this like bastard child of yeah. two different Rockstar games of the PS2 era. Um, one being this, and the other being Manhunt, which is about like a death oh, row guy oh, who's being forced that was to like do snuff films and so this is like that would combine like sort of like the can't the camera focused like reality tv element of it um i don't really exactly know how this looks i I guess it kind of is just like ronnie running around like doing stupid shit yeah you're right it's just like did you say gta 5 style Aaron, is that what you said yeah yeah Yeah, now you can like switch between the characters right you can switch between ronnie and clay and 
I mean, you can take me or something, right? Like, oh, oh it's like specifically GTA Five. Oh, I was thinking like for, because the movie came out around this time, I actually thought this kind of movie, like this, like a movie, a lot of like movie adaptations, like into games, are pretty bad, generally. Yeah. And this movie came out around this time. That was the GameCube, PlayStation era. I think a PS2 era game like Grand Theft Auto, like not like low poly necessarily, but like yeah, top down. Yeah, or just or just like. Not yeah, even, like not, the, just like the like Grand Theft Auto three graphics. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm. That's what I'm picturing. So. That would be fun. Yeah, you get getting the stars up, and and then if you combine that with like you ever, you ever play those like those those car games where you try to get the coolest crash, basically. Yes. And like depending on how cool the crash is, you get more points. Like that's how. Is that like burnout? Well, yeah, I think or it was burnout. Maybe, I don't remember. And 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 you know, and that was actually a lot of fun. You try to do the coolest thing and. If yeah. you combine that with it as well, they're like, oh, I'm doing this because he does the stunt or he's getting rescued. Like, oh, man, the rescue Ronnie thing, too. Like, that would be, that would be cool. Yeah, you're just like you trying do, to like make it uh, look cool. Rescue team simulator yeah, where, you're, right. where you're only rescuing the same person every single time. Part of um, part of your cool. score, like grading system for the crashes could be how injured Clay gets. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, really, yeah. you really have to fuck up Clay to get a good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the, the, each star is like you know, like the fifth one is the the iron long or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and if you get the coveted um, six, it's just like a ghost. Yeah. Do we wanna do we wanna live in the world of Run Ronnie Run? No, no. I'm gonna say we no. are. We're you don't even have a choice. It's happening. We're all that. We are. It's the everyday. Biden's man. America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as close as it gets. And, and it's funny, like it has so many, like I don't know, just. Like like look at real life uh reality TV shows right like it's they just based it off of this true. yeah true which makes it half real life already yeah um I scoured the internet and I found no fan fiction I scoured for seven minutes and found nothing and that's yeah, usually enough to find something does that be um, like maybe we try one at some point and just throw something out there that'd be fun so Marcus Aaron, we were talking earlier yeah, never mind. you you were you were starting to talk about something and I said save it for fan fiction corner so what is your run Ronnie won't run fan fiction uh oh run Ronnie run fan fiction uh give me an example of a fan fiction so like mine would be like I feel like you could write fan fiction about Ronnie's younger days with Tammy when they were running around like 14 15 doing crazy ridiculous things so what would like your that. fan fiction be Mm, oh you know what i think it would just be a play simulator and you just and you just try to sing it'd be like a karaoke style you just get to sing why you're <laughs> no, but, the, but that's like a video game that's like a good answer for the video game question all right i got it you, you you're you're actually chow chow and you got to find your special shoes okay okay, okay. Uh, and that's it Oh, it's a, it's that a, also it's sounds a, like a video oh, game. It's like Toe Jam and Earl style. Toe Jam <laughs> and Earl. Doing, they're doing the is, video game question. Oh, well. Your video game answer was more fan fictiony. Yeah. And by Toe Jam and Earl, fiction. it's Clay and Ronnie Dobbs just finding presents yeah. and, and just getting into hijinks, going to different worlds, doing different things, getting getting chased by bad guys. I do like the idea of inter like intergalactic Ronnie Dobbs. <laughs> like send him to the stars. Like Buck Rogers. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. Ronnie Dobbs. Uh, I want a fan fiction of like you know the movie Birdman, Aaron. Yes. Uh, with Michael Keaton, I want yes. Mandy Patinkin playing Ronnie Dobbs, but like Birdman, like he's having like a complete crisis trying to figure out how to play Ronnie Dobbs. 
Yes. Ma- Manny Batinkin playing himself. Playing Ronnie Dobbs. Playing Ronnie Dobbs, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronnie Dobbs dating simulator. Oh, man, I'm going to the game thing again. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes, do, do I go with him? Do I go with the, the, the cardboard girl? Like, and you yeah. just got to play these relationships. I feel like... How many times can you get married? You, you're you nailing the, the, the Run, Ronnie, Run uh, video game corner, and you created the existential crisis corner <laughs> as well. <laughs> You can't tell I didn't prep for this last part at all. So <laughs> that's okay. all no, I think I think I think your video game answers are good. There'll be a fan fiction. So so you, you asked me though. I did have a fan. You don't remember it, right? You're you're seeing if I remembered. I yeah. I didn't remember. I didn't okay. remember, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. Well, oh, I got it. Ronnie Dobbs is actually a wrestler, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And he just he, he's 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 his character. You know, just like how wrestling's uh is real. Damn it. And yeah. like that's pretty much it. And like it, like we said, it's just it's just real life, just like anything else. Right. It's more real than TV in general. And you just, uh, it's all about this guy just trying to get by. Yeah. Wrestling cops, pinning them one, two, three to get the championship. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Someone Someone's has got to do it. Yeah. The cream rises to the top. The urn has his power. <laughs> oh my what uh what have we been all been up to everybody what's uh what's been going on um i'll go yeah yeah i'll go uh i have been in the middle of watching neon genesis genesis evangelion uh for the first time um almost done with it uh it's quite good it has the right amount of like fa- uh, fan service and also existential dread that I that I like in my fiction. Like Run, Ronnie, Run. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you know, Aaron, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles a bit. I saw I the f- movie Bottoms, which I thought was really funny, and I recommend it a lot. And uh, what is that? What else? I've been playing a lot of Vampire Survivors for Switch. It's very addictive. It's very fun. Oh, I haven't tried that one. It's only like two dollars or three dollars on the Switch. You would love it, Marcus. I have wait Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do have it on PC. I just haven't tried it yet. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. It's really good. I didn't want. I don't play PC very much, so I wanted to make sure I got it on GameCube or GameCube. God, (laughs) Switch. Yeah. How about uh, how about you, Marcus? Oh man, I've been doing a bunch of stuff, truthfully. But uh, let's see. Like I I watched the movie. I don't watch movies a lot lately. But uh, oh, well, I, uh, we saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie in the theater. That was cool. So nice. Uh, oh yeah, bringing little Ronnie to that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were all supposed to go. That would have been, you know, that was that was that was going to be it. And I was actually yeah. going to take you to a screening of Run, 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 tricked you, but it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was as close. You don't need to trick me. No, I would, go <laughs> I would see this movie at like a midnight showing. Yeah. If they ever, if they ever do it, they're like we're doing it. Yeah. Market. Um. Uh, I watched the movie Prey last night. Uh, oh, the movie's awesome. I, yeah, I like that. That was pretty cool. Kind of just picked it randomly. Uh, there's this game I tried recently called Dave the Diver. I heard that's good. I've heard it's about really cool. it. Yeah. yeah. Is that is so, that PC only or is that on Switch? Uh, it, I think it's PC only. Okay. But it looks like it would be on the Switch. It seems like a game that would come out for the Switch. I It, yeah. it looks like fascinating. Is it? Is it like, is it really good? Like, it seems like it's like a life sim, but you're like a diver and you like, serve drinks at like an underwater bar or something i only saw like brief yeah, clips of it it's like a couple games in one kind of and like yeah one part is you going diving like finding stuff to basically catch to put on the menu and then the other part is uh whipping up 
that stuff in the restaurant and making recipes and you, so it's got that restaurant simulator part basically like serve the people press x at the right time whatever okay type stuff and then uh, you make money and then you you know the, the more the more then you upgrade your gear and you can go deep diver and you can get cooler guns that get bigger sharks and yada 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 so like yeah. uh, and then you know then, then all the little intricacies side quests kind of stuff so it's like a little diver rpg style with the restaurant it looks uh, cool cook, cook them up uh <laughs> side thing uh but so like a little enough variety um kind of cool yeah it, it was fun i got kind of into it for a bit and uh i'd like to hopefully have time to go back to do that someday but nice rocket we'll league always get a shout out rocket league is always fun but it is coming out on forever. switch later this year nice Day divers yeah very nice. I went yeah. to Burning Man. That was that was pretty wild. You went to Burning Man? Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Like my I got a uh my cousin shout out, uh hooked me up with a ticket and uh so I went, got came home early because we went to about a spouse concert, so I had to come back for tickets that I bought forever ago. Brought, Wait, brought so you the, didn't get trapped? Like I left did? right before everybody got trapped. Yeah, Are like, you wow. serious? Holy shit. Crazy. Yeah, like the last day to get out and I found some person and so it was cool. Yeah, that, the, that, that was a wild experience. And uh, yeah, I did like a 2 a.m. bungee jump off of a three-story structure that I climbed up like randomly uh, with, Whoa. you know, life on the line and like pitch dark 2 a.m. Yeah, so that, was, so that was probably the coolest thing I'd say that I, that I did. But I just love cruising around on the bike and just like, Everybody goes there with a theme and 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 different artistic like whatever they want to bring. Yeah, and that part's the cool because there's so so many different people that go and you get to see just what everybody wanted to do or whatever. Um, yeah. and that wow. part was really cool. Damn, and riding around well, at night, everybody's get... the lights and stuff. And... I'm really glad you didn't get trapped. I yeah. know, yeah. Like, I, yeah. If I was if I was not back in time, like I might as well be Ronnie bringing back the beer girl <laughs> truthfully like yeah like it's over yeah. forget about um, it <laughs> marcus you're making me into such a grinch because now what have i been doing sounds so lackluster i've been watching the netflix one piece oh yeah i watched the netflix one piece i forgot about that netflix i watched one the piece. whole thing <laughs> yeah um i've been playing mario and rabbit sparks of hope pick that up again uh been playing the dlc for xenoblade chronicles 3 um what about pokemon continuing to reread the one piece manga i beat pokemon violet okay nice and i am ready for the dlc that is coming out in like a week yeah um so yeah i did not go to burning man that was was (laughs) i know like i don't i'm jealous though like i don't get to like i played a little that's where i played a little bit of david diver was like on the trek over but yeah i did i like i you know i just don't get the game that much these days um Mm -hmm. me and me and the little ronnie's play uh play mario party once in a while um so that's nice. that's always fun so they can they're getting good at uh getting their fingers better and stuff with that nice um i did have like a couple of questions i had for you guys i don't know if that's a good is there any time i guess we got a couple of days i don't know if you want to should we put time on the clock yeah let's do it number one favorite invention uh, i guess did we hit that we, we, we hit that one yeah okay. yeah so we obviously all like the salad sucker uh favorite one-liner like uh Mine, I think, I think Mandy Patinkin just singing <laughs> "Why Y'all Hassling Me" or whatever, brutalizing me. Why y'all brutalizing me? I like that. Yeah. Uh, mine was probably "I'm Coming All Over You." It's been it's been building up for weeks, and I can't <laughs> control myself. <laughs> nice. I guess I'll go with the "Hey, hey, you looking for an ass to kick?" Because I got one. My face in your ass. I don't know. I just there's something about that one. I gotta figure it out. And I guess that was my next question, which we we, we didn't really figure it out. I guess. Uh, so. Alternate dimension that oh is this it back to back to old timey 
He said it was now. Hold on. Don't flip the bit switch. Oh, that's one. I love I love that too. Like she oh. comes into the thing, he's like, Don't don't flip the bit switch. And then he like goes yeah. to propose to her. Yeah, that, that's another perfect, perfectly timed, uh perfectly timed one. Um they, I guess you guys said you kind of watch David Cross, David David Cross stuff. Uh, uh not really. Not a, not much. I mean, the only thing I'm a huge fan of is his chipmunks performances, but <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Can you imagine if he was all of the chipmunks? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. It'd be it'd be rough. Um, any more questions, Marcus? Marcus, did you, we did should... you find the movie funny? I guess right. Like I found parts of the movie. I found funny, parts of sure. it funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, should we say a great big thank you to Marcus? Yeah. Thank Marcus. Thank you for uh, picking this movie because, and I really mean that, uh, despite the fact that I didn't like it. Because if we did movies that we <laughs> liked and like loved, I mean, like every single time, then it would just not be very fun. Yeah. Hey, look, at least it wasn't like Echo the Dolphin struggling. Exactly. Uh, no, exactly. No, ex- no, truly. No, my God. Truly, truly, truly. And, and it's funny because I heard that. And I'm like, I remember I was the same boat as you, Aaron. I was like, I used to play that as a kid and loved it. And I went back later. I'm like, it's you're so, like, what the fuck is It's it? brutal. No, I, I love when somebody picks, like, when someone has a lot of passion for a particular movie, regardless of whether or not I, I like it myself. And so I am just tickled to hear how much you like this movie and i'm glad we got to the bottom of it yeah nice. the other thing too is this is definitely the kind of movie that i will be honest with you marcus i will never sit down and put on ron ronnie run yeah however there is a strong case to be made marcus if you want to get drinks sometime and throw on run ronnie it. run in the background yeah exactly and they like play board games and drink and run ronnie run is playing sign me up for that yeah we're right. doing it deal I, I, uh, I, yeah, I was originally going to tell you, like, I'm, I'm sorry that I make you do it, but I'm also, uh, you're welcome for doing it. Cause, like I said, first comedy movie ever. And, uh, you know, you, you know, the, like I said, something that tickles or pulls the heartstrings. And yeah. I really appreciate you guys sticking to me and, and bringing me on. It means a lot, uh, truthfully. So many Absolutely. cheers, brothers. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank well, you. as always, see you in hell, Ben Mendelshin. <laughs>